You're listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Brian Catherman, and I have a couple of guests with me to help me discuss and answer the question, what does the typical churchman or churchwoman, person in the pew, do in regard to mission, and how should they think about mission? And the guests that I've asked to come join me, I think, do this well at their church. Uh, I'll start with, I think your title is probably senior or lead, but I'll start with the lead pastor, uh, Sean Dobbins. Sean, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me, Brian. What title do you go by? I think we. I think I'm senior pastor. Okay, senior, not most excellent elder of all elders. No, no. Okay, short. I try to keep it short. Well, thank you, Sean. And then also working with you, and you've been on the podcast before. I've got Mark Whitaker. Uh, he's the one for those who maybe you're thinking, I've heard that name. That sounds familiar. Talked about all sorts of really interesting Moravian history that nobody ever knew. Because he's working on his doctorate, and that's sort of a focus. Mark, thanks for being back. Thanks for having me. How are, how is your Moravian study going? Oh, it's slow. <laughs> it's oh slow. well, you okay. So one of you guys, I'll let you pick. Tell us a little bit about your church, where you're at, kind of what you're doing, and then maybe give us a little bit of an idea of some of the mission sending stuff you've done, not with the specifics, but just where you've gone, and then we'll talk more about the specifics in a minute. Well, uh, Hebrew Baptist Church, we are uh, we've got to a point where we've uh, uh, have elders now, and we are uh, really committed a uh, church about being disciples who make disciples. Uh, we uh, have been on this process for this new vision to start or replan the church in five years, and so we're really excited about that. Uh, but one of the main, I would say, pillars of our discipleship here is our missions and sending people on missions. We were able to send our first family, I guess, two years ago now uh, to through the IMB there in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And uh, we just uh, see the benefit uh, that if we are to obey everything that Christ has taught us, that is to fulfill the Great Commission, that in the missions context is when we, we both learn more about him, but also are shaped by him. And so we see the connection of discipleship and missions as vital in our church and I think the church in general. And so, um, so uh, we are, you know, we, when I first got here, so Hebrew Baptist is a revitalization project and continues hey, hey, to be, I guess, really, in some way. Just really quick, Mark, uh, where's Hebrew Baptist for those who like are across the country and don't know? Even about is uh, we're in northern Kentucky, so we're basically part of Cincinnati Metro, but on the across the river from Cincinnati. Across the border. Okay. Is there a time zone mm-hmm. change on that border? No. Okay. No, so we're that's not eastern one of those time, weird... both sides. Okay. Cool. Okay. So Sean, now that we have that, just a little context. So you first got there. It's a revitalization. Uh, when did that revitalization start? Well, we I've been here ten years this July, and uh, we uh, they had no real vision for discipleship or missions. And so we have been working towards that. We've kind of got a discipleship model of uh, small groups and D groups now. And, but missions was just something they sent money to, or, you know, they, um, uh, they might go do a little work project here and there. Um, But they had no context of 
building partners and, you know, sending people on mission. And so uh, Travis Bench, who uh, was the, the first missions pastor, uh, he, he and I kind of set out to say, what are we going to do? How are we going to build? I remember the way that I presented it then was revitalization has to happen in the hearts of our church. And so there's a lot of quotes. I mean, uh, Rainer talks about there's three trends of healthy churches, a high view of scripture, members read their Bible daily, and the church has a priority and focus on the nations. From his autopsy of a deceased church and Ed Stetzer, growing churches are outward focused ones, dying ones are inward focused. So those are things that I, when I presented it to the church, we need to have a missions mindset Hold in a revitalization. Hold on just a second. I want to come back. You just, I, we're going to bounce right off of something that I think is so significant. Um, but before we do that, so you just shared like three or four things that were important to you when you got started, none of which are get a family who's ready to go overseas and be an IMB missionary. So just for just for context, like in the last two, since COVID, let's just do since COVID, where have you sent short-term missionaries? How many, what do you have as far as people going? Because I've, I've seen you guys on social media. You just had some people, uh, let's see, where were they? Well, it's like Argentina, but I'm not even sure. Mark, what help, help me out? Like London, I mean, you guys go to, you come to Salt Lake. Uh, give me, you send some mission. You got IMB missionaries going out there, and you guys are not a huge church. No, I mean, I know that's, but I mean, you guys are not a, a giant church. You're a pretty typical sized church. So, Mark, um, last since COVID, really, like, where have you sent uh, short term or long term missionaries? Like, what does that look like? Just give us a picture. Yeah. So we. We've got missionary partnerships in Salt Lake City, Utah, in London, England, um, and now in Buenos Aires, uh, Argentina. So uh, what that means for us is we really make it a point to try to go and send a team uh, to each of those partners at least once a year. And so we've sent team, short-term teams uh, to London. Uh, we've got a church planter we're coming alongside. They just launched uh two weeks ago, uh, uh, kind of as a church uh, in, in West London, or West of London, I guess, to be fair. And um, and then this past summer, a few weeks ago, we were actually up there in Salt Lake with you guys helping out with your Field Up family event. While we were leaving, we had a family who was going out to be with our, our family, uh, our church family in Buenos Aires, just to go and encourage them, and also to kind of get a sense of what... Um, what a future partnership could look like in terms of sending teams. Like you guys are plugging in with those partnerships, you're making those partnerships. And then just for the sake of context, like average attendance right now at Hebron Sunday morning. 160, 170, something like that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like, like just, you know, do you guys two services, one service, just one service. You got a typical church, like across America, you've got three major partnerships. You're sending teams to, to those places. You've got an IMB missionary family out. Mark, you were going to be an IMB missionary. I mean, you guys have a very missional heart, but what I didn't want to miss was all the stuff that Sean said was not like cultural engagement, awareness, learn a language. Not that those things are not important, but those were not what you started with. And all the things you started with are really basic Christian living things. And then the real reason I wanted to talk with you is how much you bring the whole church into the process with like, the shoes and the bands. And I, I want to talk about that, but go back to those. I think it was like four things. You, you rattled them off. Like it was no big deal. Like, okay, so we're just going to read our Bible every day, do this, do this, do this. Mm -hmm. 
tell me about those things again. I want to, those are regular, everybody in the church things that we can do and be obedient to. What were they? Well, so it was, it's not mine. These were, these were just me thinking about how was I going to lead this church to really fulfill the great commission and what I was doing. So I actually started my very first sermon. There was a part that I, there was a line in there that I purposefully said that said that I, that, that I said, some of you here will be going and being missionaries overseas. That was 10 years ago. And because I wanted that to be in people's minds, that this could be the possibility that God has called me to and gifted me to. Now, were we going to send anybody that 10 years ago? No. But I knew that if I'd started setting the expectation with prayer and obviously God, God doing it, then we, you know, that we would do it. But if you don't give that vision or expectation, it wasn't going to be fulfilled. And so I knew that missions were going to help the discipleship of the church. The discipleship was going to help the mission. They had to go together. And so Rainer just Rainer observes that there's three trends of healthy churches, a high view of scripture, the members read their Bible daily, and the churches have a priority or focus and focus on missions. And I thought to myself, go ahead, go ahead. I just thought to myself, okay, church, if we can do these things, we're going to get healthier. We're going to get, we're going to get healthier as a church. Individuals are going to get healthier. The church is going to get healthier. And so we just set this out. And so that was some of what I was preparing. And this was kind of back in 2018. Um, we had we had gone on a few vision trips and we narrowed it down to to you. We had we we had an Acts 1-8 strategy. We said this is this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a partner in each one, which we can talk about later, but I think we bit off a little more than we could chew back then because you're our remaining partner from that original <laughs> uh, thing. Uh, but, um, but we, we had a part, we, we'd done, a, um, I think that was Travis went out and did a vision trip out to Utah and met you. We went to London and started, that's a whole, it could be a whole nother podcast uh, on the London partnership. Uh, but we, you know, the ultimately we knew we wanted to get there with the Acts one eight, but we had to start somewhere. And so that's that was my way was saying we need to be revitalized. And this is how we're going to do it, and that's being active in missions. So that's all the stuff that a pastor can do, right? Or the leadership of a church can do. Uh, but a couple of those things, like you can push into like high view of scripture, you're, the way you're leading that. But the church has a role in. I mean, a lot of churches, I think, probably the one where I pastor too struggle because you have a small handful of people really pressing into this and a a number of other people that go, well, you know, that's cute. That's nice. I'm glad they're doing that. Our church does it. How exciting. Look at the pictures. But you guys, first time I went out and saw you guys, which was, which has been a few years ago, you guys had, I showed up, there's a set of shoes. I mean, like a bunch of shoes across the front of the stage. And uh, I think I preached your, like an evening service or something there. And I just remember going, what is the deal? There's like, you know, nine pairs of shoes. There's no rhyme or reason to it at all. Like, And so when I finally asked you and you told me, I thought, that's really cool. So tell me about the shoes. 
and and how maybe that helps the church. Maybe Mark, why don't you give us an idea what's yeah, going on? Sure. So one of the things that we want to see is for our uh, missions engagement to not be limited to, for one, mission trips, period, um, but two, for the people who go on those mission trips. And so one of the things that we're we're constantly trying to do is to do more throughout the year to engage with our partners in ways other than traveling to see them, although we try to do that too. Um, and so, you know, we try to work out like weeks of prayer emphasis. Uh, we, we will show updates during our service. That's another conversation. But the thing you asked about was, um, was the shoes. So, um, I actually, I wish I could say this was uh, original to me, but this is actually a tradition in a, a previous church I served, but, uh, you know, you're familiar with the, the, you know, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel of peace. That's right. And so one of the things we want people in a church our size, in a church your size, when you're when your team of eight or ten people are gone, you notice that they're missing. Right. Um, and um, but sometimes we can just go, you know, well, okay, they're gone. Just treat it like they're on vacation, and we just kind of pretend like, you know, they're not here this week, but they'll be back next week. But we want our people to be praying for those on the field. William Carey, when he went to India, said, "I'll go if you hold the rope for me." And so we want to be a church that holds the rope. For our missionaries, meaning he's uh, Carrie's talking about going down into a mine, like not physically, but metaphorically. And so yeah, somebody's yeah. got to make sure he can get back safely and also just to hold him and ground him. So um, so we have those shoes out during uh, on a Sunday that a team is gone and they have the shoes and they have a name tag. So we know whose shoes they are. And it's just to remind us of who's not there. And the reason they're not there is because they're on mission. And so that just an ever mind. Just we wanted to make that whole even more pronounced so that um, so that it would be emphasized, so that everybody be thinking about what's happening, so that they'd be praying, and then even thinking about maybe maybe the next time it might be their shoes on the stage. Which, that's a good thought. Maybe next time your shoes will be up here. Uh, mm -hmm. I also noticed, I've, I've tuned in once in a while, I'll listen to some of your preaching from time to time, and I'll tune into your live stream, and you guys are usually preaching. I don't know if you do it every week, so I guess my question is, how often do you do you uh, showcase, that's probably a terrible choice of words, but or or shine the light on a mission area, a mission field, one of your partners? I notice you guys do that fairly often uh, and before the church. So that the, the church is hearing. Do you guys do that? Is that like an on, is that like an every week thing, uh, just every once in a while thing? How often do you guys corporately pray for the missionaries that are out or for the partners you have? So we so actually have a, you want to talk about pastoral prayer, Sean? Yeah. So when I started the pastoral prayer in our church, that was one of the things that I included was just we're going to have a rotation that we're going to always pray for our partners. And so we've since I started that and I don't remember when about probably about 2018 as well is uh, when I started every every Sunday we pray for somebody because I want people to be, you know, where you're. Where they're like prayers, in the church service, you know, like this is in the actual yeah. church service. Okay, so the whole congregation is like, oh, here they are, constantly in front of me. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. and you're praying for them. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I just yeah. wanted to. No. You said pastoral prayer. I'm like, well, is that the pastoral prayer in the office among the pastors before the service starts, or that's yeah. the, with the whole church? The whole church, and we just we have a rotation, and because I figured if we pray for them, their hearts will be thinking about them, and that hopefully that the Lord will use that to draw them to go on a trip one day or support them in some way. 
And Mark, what's up with the wristbands? You guys also have like a wristband. Yeah. So while while there while we have a team, the Sunday before our, one of our teams leaves, we actually commission them as a church. So during that welcome prayer time, that's given up completely to this purpose on a Sunday before our teams leave, and that we'll gather the team up front and we give them um, brace, uh, wristbands. Each of them get about ten or so per team member. Uh, with their names written on them. And so we call our church to step forward, those who would w- want to, and grab a wristband. And to grab that wristband is to, um, is to one, is a commitment to pray for that team member for the entire duration of the trip. They're holding the rope. And <laughs> they're holding the rope. So they're wearing the bracelet and they're uncomfortable and they're ugly. And they're a constant reminder uh, uh, to be praying for the team. And something that I've had a couple people do, and I've been doing myself when I'm not on that team, is I don't take the bracelet off until I ask them how the trip went. Oh, wow. Mm. So there's also that last commitment of, of, of reentry where we actually care for them as they've come back because they've had this incredible experience. And a lot of times when you come back from a mission trip, you're trying to tell somebody about it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It can be really disheartening when you've had this life-changing experience and nobody seems to care or ask about it. Life went so, on without um, you. Right, just- yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I thought you were on vacation. Like, But just, again, everything we can do to have it on our people's minds that we've got we've got people in the air and we need to be praying for them. Okay, so we're running out of time uh, rapidly here. So here's the question, I think. And I want you to put in, put in your mind the listener who's not at your church. And maybe they're not at a church that uh, is doing very much missionally or the pastor can't do this. Or, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're at the church where I pastor and they, they need to. What advice, what encouragement would you give to that person um, not to, you know, not to undercut their own pastor or their own, uh, you know, stuff. But like if they really want to say, man, I probably need to do more with missions. But right now I'm not going on a short term mission if, or maybe right now my heart isn't there. What I mean. We don't have shoes and we don't have the wrist brands. What can I do? What advice would you give, Sean? Maybe you want to field that. How would you help that person who's at a not very missional church start to their own personal self have a heart for mission? So I would say just always thinking of a dear brother pastor, I would think uh, consider your pastor may have a desire for missions, but is so overwhelmed by other things that they don't, they kind of feel like they don't know where to start. And so them, you coming to them could be a blessing that they've been waiting for. So wait, and you're so, saying you come to the pastor and you say, pastor, you've been doing a terrible job with missions. You need to get your, <laughs> you need to get this together. Is that what you're saying, Sean? No, absolutely <laughs> not. What, uh, that would be probably the, uh, the worst thing he would hear uh, that week. Uh, I, I, what I would say is, Pastor, um, you know, how can I help you? What are what are ways that I can help us as a church be more involved with missions? I think, first of all, I think that's just common uh, good way to talk to each other's Christians is ask questions and not come as declarative, uh, but just to say, how can I help us become more missional? What what can I do to help you? What can I do to help us? What can I do? You know, how can you equip me, Pastor? I I feel like there's a need that I can do. What what can I? What can you? Uh, how can you help me? Or you know, I just ask those questions, non-threatening, non-accusatory, um, 
but just saying, hey, I want us to be more faithful. How can that help us do this? I'm your, you know, well, let's be partners in this. What can what can we do? And then and see how that goes. See what that conversation that pastor may be. That's what he's been waiting for is one person to step forward and say, say they can help. But I, I would say also, if you come, be willing to do the work or be willing to do what's needed. Uh, because you don't want to come say the pastor also doesn't want to hear, hey, I want to do missions. Now you go do it. You know, or right. you know, here's something else for you to do. Well, as a pastor, what I would want to hear is like, I see it, hey, God's put this desire in my heart and I'm willing to do something to make make a change here. And I think that that would be a good place to start. That's really great. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I think maybe to complement what he said, you know, coming, starting from yourself and working outwards, I think beginning in prayer, um, I think working prayer for the nations and and for missions into your habits. So like uh, a good, a good starting place would be um, both in your, in, in your private devotion times, but as well as in your family devotions, if you're, if you're a family that does that, there's a resource that my family uses. We pray through, um, it's called the, I think it's called the Unreached People of the Day, Unreached of the Day app. Unreached it, of the Day app. Unreached of the Day. It's a free app. I know that's available on iPhone. I would imagine it is on Android as well, but it gives you a people group for every day to pray for. There's a picture and there's statistics and there's the map of where they live, which it helps great. Also, by the way, if you're a homeschooling family, it's a great <laughs> geography lesson. Let's take a look uh, at what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> so, but um, that's one thing, both in family and private devotions. Um, and, and then just, um, and then the, wait for the Lord to give you a heart for, for a people or for a place. And then uh, you begin exploring options there. I mean, uh, uh, within the Southern Baptist sort of circle, there's the IMB's website is really, really helpful to begin exploring options, uh, both for prayer, for giving and for going. Um, if you're not already, if your church isn't already invested. And sometimes those, I've, I've known other churches where, it begins in the heart of a member who started those practices and began trying to figure out how he can serve it uh, locally, that it, God gave him a heart. He went on a mission trip, came back, and the church then developed a partnership with through that guy to the where he went. So it can work kind of both directions. That's really helpful. Well, guys, we're out of time. Um, you know, Pastor Sean, especially, I think talking about how you sort of do this would be an interesting conversation for the future. For those pastors who are going, what in the world do I do? We just didn't have time for that. I think it'd be interesting to hear about, you know, what London, how do you end up in there? There's a lot of things you guys have shared that I think are just fascinating. But most importantly, I hope that our listeners have heard that they can really dig into this more. And, you know, starting with prayer and, and just reading the scriptures and going to their pastor and saying, hey, I think I have a heart for this. What does this look like? And then hopefully we see that the churches can have very similar stories and pretty soon, you have multiple Sundays with a bunch of shoes across stages or people wearing really ugly fluorescent green wristbands with names just written on a marker on them that look really weird and probably cause people to ask all sorts of questions or whatever it is. Uh, this stuff's been this stuff's been really helpful, and, and I hope that the listeners have been blessed by it. Before I sign us off here, um, would one of you be willing to give maybe website and information? If someone's in the Hebron area and they want to come check out your church, how do they find you? Hebron, uh, hebronbaptist.org. Come find us. Uh, this is a great place to come. We're one exit from the Creation Museum and about 40 minutes from the Ark. 
And so it'd be a great, uh, if y'all come to this area, uh, you can check us out. We'd love to have you as a guest that Sunday. Which the good news is it sounds like if you're looking from space, you now have some geographic uh, land markers to help find you too. Look for the great mm-hmm. big boat that's nowhere near water. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I really appreciate you being on. And uh, to the listeners, I appreciate you listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.